Welcome back, friends. Episode number 107. Derek, you're on 107. That's, nice. That sounds like an FM radio station. My name is Todd Baxter, the sheriff here in Monroe County, Rochester, New York. Uh, sharing behind the badge. Who's behind our badge? Who, who wears the uniform of Monroe County Sheriff's deputies and, and people in our community that support us? Those are the folks we try to interview, share a little bit about what we do for a living. And in today in particular, we're talking about the school resource officer, because Derek has to be, uh, happens to be a school resource officer. One of three, I think we have, right? Uh, yeah, right. Two? Boses, Churchville, and Wheatland. No more. Not anymore. Not yeah. No more. That's so too bad. One of two now. One of two. And we love the program. But, you know, Derek, uh, before we get into school resource officers, the benefits and, and, and other experiences you've had in life, how about just a little bit about who you are uh, behind the badge? So my name is Derek Gettle. I'm proud father of three girls wow. and a proud husband. So uh, definitely um, really love love my family. This year I got a my youngest daughter is a freshman. Oh, so is they're that old? Yeah. Wow. Got a, got a freshman, and then Michaela's a junior, and Sydney is a senior. And uh, three, this, three teenage girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wake up in the morning to the, the fighting over the bathroom. Right. That was, you know, the, the fight actually started last night of <laughs> who was going to shower at night because, you know, somebody has to have the bathroom free in the morning right. so yeah that's that's the life i'm living now that's amazing <laughs> and your bride yeah uh, so no, no offense against her but uh sometimes i count i raise two boys i'm like i i am a lot more comfortable in that arena let's just put it that way i don't know if i could raise teenage girls now i have a granddaughter yeah. so I'm, it's it's been precious but oh yeah yeah i'm thankful for my wife yeah 20 years we celebrated uh this past summer congratulations so um yeah she's a great mom couldn't do it without her. No, no, not a million years. And uh, what do you do? I mean, when you're not wearing a blue uniform and uh, hanging out at Churchville Charlie High School. So people ask me, how was my summer? And yeah. I say it was busy. So, um, I mean, I am very uh, um, proud father. I, I love all the things that my daughters love. So right. I spent a lot of uh, my summer golfing with my daughter, Sydney. Oh, really? Who happens to be the, the best uh, girls golfer at Churchville Chile. Oh, really? Yeah. I was so proud of her. She's already had three birdies this year. Um, she shot a three over par for her first match. She's the junior or she's the? She's the senior. Wow. All right. Yeah. You know, I spend a lot of time, you know, golfing with her. Right. Um, she got a job at Mill Creek this summer. So oh, that's a great golf course. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. I yeah. mean, the, the benefits for me of yeah. her working there were great. <laughs> yeah, that 10th hole, that fairway, that's just one of the best-looking fairways in Monroe County. Yeah, yeah. It was great this year with all the rain they got. It yeah. was a beautiful-looking course. Um, so I did. I do that, and then I coach uh, my middle daughter, Michaela. I coach her soccer team. So we were busy you know, all the way till the beginning of August with uh, soccer. I think we played 30 games this wow. year. Yeah, so uh, a great team. They won a, a couple championships this year, so really proud of them. Um, and then, you know, just staying busy, um, helping out at church, you know, right. doing doing different things with the family. That's great. And, and three girls, what a, what a challenge. Uh, did you grow up with uh, siblings, ladies? I, one sister. Okay, yeah. Yep. yeah. That helps a little. I have two older sisters. It was, yep. uh, it was a learning experience for me growing up, just uh, understanding that, uh, you know, they have a mindset, and it's probably going to go that way, or no doubt, <laughs> it's going to go that way. Yeah, you know. So, uh, listen, let's talk a little bit about golf. You're a golfer. Oh yeah, yeah, love to golf. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite course besides Mill Creek? Now, I'd say I, I just 
played in a men's invitational at Berkeley oh, yeah. uh, with my buddy Ron. That was a couple weeks ago, and we did really well. Good. So I, that, that, that crawled you know, right up to the top. Yeah. Um, I think maybe before that I would have said Wildwood, but I, that course is just too tough. It's, yeah. it's a tough course. The greens are fast. But I grew up playing there, and my dad's a member there. Okay. So I, I do play there a lot. Gotcha. Um, it's, it's just Wildwood's an interesting course where it's like, more of an open front nine, back nines kind of carved through the woods. So right. it's very unique. I, I you get a variety there. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy that. That's awesome. Uh, any scholarships coming for the uh, the senior golfing scholarships? It seems uh, like a growing so sport for, for ladies is golf. It is. Um, we visited some colleges this summer. Mm-hmm. So uh, we visited Grove City in Pennsylvania. It's Division three, so they don't offer specific sports scholarships. But um, if she does go there, she will be on the girls' golf team. They, you know, offered her a spot in the golf team. That's awesome. And yeah, she, I mean, you know, might be some more academic scholarships or something right. like that. But she's a genius anyway. She's takes after mom, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah takes yeah. after mom. Out of out of three hundred kids, I think she's one or two in her class. Wow. So she is a genius. That's good. And she's a saint, Churchville. Yeah, let's go to Churchville, church which you have to work at. Yes, so I never put that together. <laughs> that might be interesting sometimes. Not yeah, that, not that your girls get in trouble, but there's always some drama or something going on, or some someone that knows somebody. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm thankful that they're kind of out of the school drama. They save that for you know maybe at home a little right, bit. But right, <laughs> take care of each other. Yeah, but uh, you know, I mean, I I definitely kind of see you know what's going on. And, right. You know, can keep an eye out for them. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you brought me in a. For folks that didn't realize already, uh, you're an SRO at Churchville Charlie uh, School District, and he brought me a coffee mug. Anybody a future uh, podcast episode should bring me a coffee mug if you haven't realized that. Yeah, so. I heard that maybe you collect uh, coffee mugs. I do. I'm a so coffee mug. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to bring the, the Churchville Charlie coffee Thank mug you. for you. So. That'll be slightly used by this afternoon, so it won't take long. Perfect. Uh, so SRO, we're here to talk about school resource officers. It's It's been in the news multiple times every time there's an active shooter in a school we go back to this mm-hmm. we need more cops in the school we need sros if an sro would have been there it would have prevented or possibly prevented and then we go the other way you know we got the reforms and we got the you know the push to get cops out of uh, right. an educational yep. institute it might be har- harming that you know that that educational uh, experience you know so it's, it's been an ebb and flow since i've been a cop <laughs> right. it's, it's been up and down yeah. and it'll continue to go up and down but for people that don't know and, and you're you're not trying to sell anybody what What's an SRO do? So hey, let's put it to bed. Let's. Uh, what do you do for a living? Uh, I mean, if you're going to explain it in a few, you know, what's your day looking like as an SRO at Churchville? So I guess you know before I talk about what my day looks like, I'd, I'd say the SRO. You know, I got three primary functions: safety and security. You know, being the the primary function. That that's why I'm there. Right. Um, I think so. We've had that program at the school for three and a half years now it happened we I started there right before COVID shut everything down right um, so and I think the push was kind of what you were talking about the the school shootings and different things like that so um, the district decided that they wanted to have uh, a police officer on campus so that's that's my primary function to be there in case you know there's there's a, a threat that police officers would need to respond to right. I'm already there um, plus, you know, it's a, a big deterrent for, um, you know, anybody who would be targeting the school, right. having a, a uniformed deputy there. Um, and then, you know, I think the other two functions that I, I fulfill is 
um, I'm a law-related educator, so, you know, a lot of teachers will, you know, ask me to, to come into their classes. Uh, I, I do some different topics on, uh, during Red Ribbon Week, I'll do, you know, a topic on drugs and alcohol, health classes. Um, and now that I've been there for a while, a lot of teachers, if they see me walking by their class and a teacher in the government class is talking about the Fourth Amendment. Oh, they'll draw you right in? Yeah, they'll be like, hey, you know, you, you got a second. Oh, that's, um, that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, so I, I go in and I, you know, I'll do some Q&A with the kids. Um, at Church of El Chile, they actually have a crime and justice class. Um, so, you know, from time to time, the teacher will you know, bring me in there to talk to the kids about, you know, what is policing. Right. So I get to do that. That's um, fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's a, that's part of the job that I enjoy. Yeah. I, I don't mind talking in front of the kids and, you know, presenting uh, different things. I also do a, a topic for driver's ed about, you know, car accidents. Huge distracted driving. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we cover we cover a lot Good. in that session. Good. You're in there for safety and security. That's the first reason everybody thinks of. You're doing educational classes. Talk to me more about the, the relationship building. You know, the, it, I look yeah. at you as a public relations tool also for the kids, right, that they have the stereotypical point of view possibly of law enforcement. And when they meet you, and, and hopefully people have seen it already, you know, there's no stereotypical. You're a human being. You're, you're a father. Yeah. You've you got kids that go to that school. That's, that's absolutely precious. Uh, you're, yeah. you're relatable. I mean, those are things that we try and push as law enforcement officers sure. all the time. You know, you're getting hundreds of kids. So I, I'd say you hit the nail on the head. That's my favorite part of the job is, you know, there, there's not a lot of safety and security issues that are pressing. So I, it's not that I'm, I'm not responding to, you know, incident after incident. Right. So most of my day is building relationships with the students. Um, and it's something that, that I love to do. It's, yeah. it's easy for me. It's natural for me. Um, you know, I kind of grew up helping out with the youth group at my church, right. and, you know, uh, working with the kids, um, teaching and different things like that. So, you know, I, I definitely, you know, spend a lot of my time in the library or I'll go into the art classes because you don't have the teacher up front, you know, kind of doing lessons and I'll, I'll yeah. talk to the kids about their art. Right. Um, I'll play games with them in the library, uh, gym classes, different things like that. And I, it's easy for me to, to just, you know, ask the kids how's their day going, talk to them about, you know, the sports that they do, how the, the team's doing, different things like that. So I definitely enjoy, um, you know, that relationship building yeah. and, you know, kind of pushing the brand of, of police officers. Like this is, you know, this is kind of we're, we're real people. Um, right. You know, it's not what they see on the news. Um, and I, I think it's been great for the students to see that, um, you know, and I, I enjoy it. And I, you know, kind of do a lot of recruiting there because yeah. there's, there's a lot of great kids. And I think uh, when I was going into some of the classes from time to time, when I went into the crime and justice class, one of the things I asked the kids is like, you know, who's interested in being a police officer? Because I figured, you know, why else would you be taking this right. class? And the common response was, I used to be. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's really interesting being able to build that relationship. And I think a lot of kids are like, you know, asking more questions about, um, you know, the team police academy or, or, you know, what should I do in college if I want to be a police officer, Mm -hmm. uh, different things like that. So I, yeah, I enjoy those conversations. My real quick too. um, one of my favorite students who graduated last year, I saw her at one of the sporting events. Because uh, I, I wind up going to all the sporting events because my kids are playing in them, right. where we go to watch. Uh, so I got to take them to the games. But 
you know, she was saying, like, you know, she just started college. You know, is it something that she wants to do? You know, should she be a police officer? Wow, that's good. I'm like, yeah. yeah. In know, fact, she's asking the question. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's been, I mean, and I think, like, being able to build the relationship with the students is, you know, kind of maybe open their eyes back up to that possibility. That's great. Law enforcement. Yeah, you're building our bench. You don't even realize it. You know, it's it's uh, not one of the main benefits of having an SRO, but it's definitely a, you know, we, we've got a difficult time recruiting. You know, so if we can tell yeah. people, you know, two or three years from now, think about this with your next experience, going to the military, going to college, whatever it looks like. But, you know, throw out to those young folks that uh, you can become a jail deputy at 19 years old. That, yeah. That's, I mean, civil service unionized pension jobs at 19 years old. Not a bad gig. That's what kids ask about, too. Like, how much does it pay? Mm-hmm. So it's a good career. Right. and. I mean, you don't have to go to school for four or six years, and you yeah. know you don't. And, and maybe you want to do that, but you know, yeah. one of my kids left uh, with a lot of debt, you know, school debt, and and that's uh-huh. still a burden on him to this day. Uh, maybe you don't have that, you yeah. know. Maybe you don't have that. That's your choice, but you know, 19 years old, we we don't push that hard enough that a jail deputy is a good job. It's civil service. It's unionized. It's retirement pensions, and, right. and you're ticking it off at you know you could enter the academy at 18 and a half. You know, right out of high school, basically, uh, and, and start that career forward. Sure. We talk about safety and security. That was the first impetus to get you into Churchville, uh, an SRO, not you particularly. But And then, you know, we talked about the active shooter. That's 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 my ballywick, right? That's where I spend my most of my time in, in the tackle side of it. And right. We, we always talk about the bang, right? Uh, bad things happen, that's the bang. And then the right of bang, how do we go in and fix it, you know, if it's yep. not the threat or clean up and do the investigation and help victims. But the SRO is what I talk about, left the bank, right? If we can prevent the next active shooter, we can prevent the next school shooting. Right. Um, and, and so you're there as a law enforcement officer to respond to the bank. Mm-hmm. But how much work do you think you get done left of the bank? How much work do you get? You think you get done? Because we study these folks. Yeah. Who goes out and you know Absolutely. does targeted violence, and, and there's a common, uh, there's not a common description of a person that does that yeah but there's common steps and behaviors they all go through mm-hmm. and and i'm assuming that you will see those and be able to help intervene in those uh, yeah. sooner left of the bank absolutely i think uh all school districts you know whether you're a big school district or small school district they do threat assessments right. you know when you, there's a student that does something that's concerning um you know if they kind of pop on the radar in any way so I think uh, I, I kind of wonder in that now too. Like, what do a lot of districts do that don't have right. the SRO? Thank you. <laughs> so it's like uh, you know when we have uh, a concerning student, when we have a concerning behavior, uh, a threat, um, a verbal threat, or something like that. That is something that you know I'm made of made aware of. Uh, I do become involved in. You know I can um, talk to the family, talk to the student, and uh, kind of intervene at the at the very front. You know, and, and then um, on top of that, be there to build that relationship with the student to recognize, you know, is something different. Right. Um, you know, after coming back from the summer, there's kids that I need to see. You know, I kind of kind of want to know how the summer was, <laughs> make sure I, you know, can, can talk to them. Um, but, you know, building that relationship hopefully, you know, is, is a very big preventative measure. Um, so, yeah, I think... You know, when we do have those threat assessment um, situations when they arise, being a part of that team, um, being a, a part of, uh, you know, the, the person who sits in there, talks to the student, the family, mm-hmm. and kind of discussing, like, what do we need to do to, to remedy the situation? What do we need to do to, 
to make sure that we, you know, minimize and mitigate, you know, any kind of future issues. And in school districts, we talk about threat management. It's a big term now. And we started Rock Tech a few years ago. It's we're proud it's going across New York State. It's proactive, preventive, targeted violence. Right. That's what it's all designed for. And a lot of stuff that we got was from either the JTTF, the FBI model, mm -hmm. about the next 9/11, or school districts. School districts have been doing threat management, threat assessments for years and years before Rock Tech was even involved. Right. Uh, but what they always had to do if they don't have an SRO is law enforcement's eventually possibly part of your your management. Process, mm -hmm. right? Whether you're going to manage an immediate threat or, or go check a house for red flag type guns in it or whatever. And, and if you don't have an SRO, you're calling a deputy or a police officer for Vietnam 911, you're getting some guy that doesn't know your environment, doesn't know the kids, right? right. Doesn't know the family possibly. And, and that poor deputy or cop is just going to go do their job. But no offense to them, they just won't have yeah. the environment. They won't have the situational awareness. They won't have the, the uh, emotional intelligence, no offense right. to them. But you're there. You, you know these folks. You yeah. know the environment. You know your, you know your school administrators. Sure. You know your school counselors. Uh, that's, a, that's a huge force multiplier yeah. when it comes to preventing yeah. that people cannot see or don't realize when they sit back and go, I don't want a cop in my school. Absolutely. You know, you know, it's not just about the bang. right? It's, it's preventing it. And not only that, it's like there's, there's no person there after. You know, when that student mm -hmm. comes back to school after, you right. know, the, the yeah, situations the were. been investigated, yeah. yeah. And those, um, and going back to my threat management, you know, those are long-term, you know, whatever made this kid become a threat to our environment, a potentially target of violence, right? Because of his behaviors, not him, but it's very clear, it's, it's behavior-based. And, and we start managing those behaviors. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that was years in the making. It's years in the remediation. You know, right. it's not let's suspend him, get him out of school, and bring him back too much. Huh? Yeah, it doesn't change. No, the, it doesn't change the behavior. The past ten years. Let's either. put him in the jail. All right, I don't mind locking people up. They need to be in jail, but it hasn't changed the behaviors one bit. And maybe even get more of a grievance towards the behaviors, and he comes out more angry. Right. Uh, we haven't addressed anything, and that's that's years in the makings and years in and years in the mitigation. And that's mm -hmm. again having you there, knowing the environment, knowing the kids. Uh, is huge in preventing yeah. that. Yeah, I think so. I think the school has, you know, so many resources for yeah. these kids, like counseling resources, you know, every kind of counseling, and, you know, all the way up to psychologists, psychiatrists. Um, so, you know, and I think what a lot of, you know, schools might miss is that law enforcement side because definitely look at things differently. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, you know, it's uh, – they. I think the school district really appreciates the – the inside insights that I bring to the table because it's stuff that maybe they don't think about. Having so, a different experience for sure helps. Oh, absolutely. Another point of view. You don't mm -hmm. have to implement it, but at least you get another thought, right? You get another, yeah. another way to mitigate this, and then you develop your plan around all those good ideas. Yep. Hella cart for each one of them. Let's talk about, uh, so you work for the sheriff's office. You're a sheriff's deputy. You're paid for by, you know, you're, you get a check from Winnow County, right? Right. Yep. Uh, you're certified by the sheriff as a sworn deputy and a New York State police officer. But then you go to work in someone else's building and have to respond to their needs on a daily sure. basis, as opposed to sure. your sergeant who might call and say, where are you? What are you doing this day? Right. So yeah. how does that work out for an SRO? I mean, you're working for two, if we go bosses at the same time. So, I, yeah, I mean, there is a fine line. You know, I think sometimes... Um, you know, I got to tell them what, what I can and can't do because at the end of the day, I'm a police officer, right. not a school employee. Um, but I'll say in in the, the last three years, we've really formed a great partnership mm -hmm. and the school kind of 
knows, you know, what I'm there for, and they know when to, you know, reach out to me, what stuff is a police matter, what stuff's a, a school matter. Um, but we, we collaborate all the time on things, and uh, I think that's the key to, to making the school resource officer a successful position at a school is, you know, that, that teamwork, that collaboration, working together. Um, and I don't, I don't think there's really, I'm always willing to help out. Right. You know, I'm always yeah. willing to. Yeah, the right personality too. Yeah. yeah, to, you know, maybe it's not a, a law enforcement thing, but, you know, I can give them a hand if it's, right. if it's something that'll be beneficial for sure. Yeah. But yeah, you know, there, there's probably times when, you know, they ask me to do something and, you know, it's like, yeah, it's probably not the best idea. Yeah, 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 <laughs> um, but after three years, you know, I think we've found a, a great balance in, in the school, um, appreciates, you know, having me there. We just did, um, the principal did uh, meetings with all the classes today. And, you know, he, he definitely mentions the school resource officer, um, you know, and if I'm there, introduces me a little bit um, because it is a good working relationship. Um, I think, uh, you know, they help, they, uh, they like having me there. And I'll say that the sheriff's office likes having me there. And I'll, even the road, like the deputies on the road yeah, yeah. love having Absolutely. me there because yeah. a lot of times, you know, if, if they need information, you know, yeah. I, I might have some information for them. Um, but a lot of times, you know, it's like, okay, you know, that, that's a uh, SRO's job. Right, so yeah. they could kind of yeah, all those calls for service that would have went to 911 with a deputy again, not familiar with the school environment, yeah. you know, juveniles. Difficult yeah. to work with juveniles when it comes to New York State law. So yeah, you know, for you, sure, you gain an expertise in that, and it's your problem, not theirs. I'm sure they appreciate. It. And I just mm -hmm. want to clarify for the folks listening: uh, you get them one kind of check, but we mm -hmm. also uh, are reimbursed by the school districts. Our SROs are paid for by the school district. So this is a choice of of the school board and the taxpayers, if we will, in the Church Correct, of Charlie yeah. School District that they want to pay for this extra. Uh, item, if you will, this extra tool, this extra whatever it is, right? It's yeah. a, they're buying uh, a school resource officer, and, and that's what they chose to do. But it also takes a very special person to be the SRO to go in there, sure. as, you, as you illustrated. But uh, yeah, it's funny. Investment. I, I think um, I remember kids would ask me when I was brand new there. I, I definitely know how to answer that now. But some <laughs> kids would ask, like, "Why are you here?" Right. And that's the answer. the The school board, the district as a whole, voted. And they said, you know, you know, maybe not voted, but they they surveyed the, right. the parents in the district, like, you know, what do you guys think about this? Is this something you want? And I think that came back as a yes, you know. So so I'm there because, you know, I have the support of um, the the families in the district, the right. people in Churchville, Chile. They said, yeah, we want we want to fund that. Um, we do want a police officer in the school. So, you know, that, that became uh, an easier question for me to answer. Right. And, and it, you know, it's, it helps me kind of realize it's not a day-to-day -day -day job. Um, you know, it's not like uh, I'm going to say the wrong thing and they're going to say, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, take a hike. Right. Um, but. And I, if, just as you were saying, I, it makes me proud as a sheriff uh, and all our deputies, I hope that the fact is those folks – look at us as an organization and professional enough and in, in, in the quality of people that they're willing to take uh, and, and put one of these deputies into their children's learning environment, right? Which mm -hmm. most of us don't even think that there's, you know, 
why is a cop here? That's a that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, but when you sit back and analyze it and, and look at all the benefits, we, that's clear, I hope, after you've spoke. But also, it makes me proud as sheriff that people are willing to trust that we, we have quality people that are uh, could go into a, a, a learning environment and be part of mm -hmm. the learning, be part of that community, not something odd in it or not something different. You are absolutely part of the community. When you're walking down a class yeah. and, and, a, and they see you and they say, hey, come on in here real quick, Derek. I, these guys have Fourth Amendment questions. That's precious. When you go play games with yeah. the kids, that's you know, so that 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 warmed my heart a little bit as a sheriff. That you know, if I think about those those parents are saying they trust the sheriff's office too as a whole. Yeah, and that's every deputy that's doing their job the right way every day. I think too. A lot of times, I, I meet parents at games and different things like that, and uh, their kids talk about the SRO. They mm -hmm. they meet me in school, and you know, they got great things to say to their parents, that's and good. and you know, their parents are like, oh, you know, my my son was talking about you, you know. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's a, that's a great, you know, side part of me being there. And it, it just definitely frames that conversation about policing and police officers much differently. So let's uh, kind of wrap this up where we started, like who's behind the badge and who are you and, and what do you do? And we talked about your personal life and your three beautiful daughters and your pride. And who's tolerated you for two decades, I think you said. <laughs> yeah. um, I might paraphrase that, uh, but with that being said, you know your prior career. I think that plays huge, especially in your SRO job. Uh, you know, working for child protectives, yeah, uh, and doing that, and and not so much as a law enforcement, but seeing the trauma or seeing the ACE scores and understanding, you know, that part of it, but also the the, the ability to interact with families in turmoil and families going through very difficult environments, and yeah. uh, and so tell us a little, tell us a little bit about that career. What'd you do, and 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 how long did you do that, and. And maybe how that plays into right. an SRO. So I was a caseworker for six years um, for CPS. So I did the case management side where I worked with um, families that were struggling and maybe they had uh, they were you know under court ordered supervision mm -hmm. for foster care cases, different things like that. Um, but yeah, I saw a lot of the the trauma, um, you know, the difficult things that that families and kids go through, and I think that really helped me. Um, being able to, t to talk to those families, to talk to kids who are struggling and kind of look a little bit deeper, you know, not just address that behavior that you see on the surface, but, you know, what's going on, what's behind that behavior. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I like doing casework. Um, I was good at it, you know, and it, it really taught me a lot on how to talk to people, how to deal with people, which is policing, right, you know. Right, yeah. How do you talk to somebody? How do you... A problem solve you know figure out how to how to best help them long-term so, solutions yeah yeah, yeah like so it. it's a it's a value i think that the school values my background as a, right. a cps worker more than you know probably my co-workers <laughs> but uh yeah it, it's a it's a, a tool that's in the in the belt that you know for six years that that's what i had i i was just a talker right um so being able to, to do that is is definitely yeah. a, a benefit when you know you're on the road uh, policing or in the school yeah a huge part of a good cop's job is being able to talk yeah you know, being able to talk being able to listen and be able to talk and i like what you said the the problem solve not just fix the symptom that we're usually right. responding to we're responding to the symptoms yeah. uh, but what is the long-term solution here you know what, what and it may not be us but at least we know there's a 
problem that needs to be managed for a long time. And right. I like the term case management. I, you know, the Veterans Outreach Center, we started saying navigator, you know, help people navigate through these systems in life. Yeah. Uh, not run their life, but help navigate because right. they're very difficult environments, especially, you know, mental health environments or, you know, uh, yeah. healthcare environments. Sure. We all get lost in those environments, yeah. you know, and then throw some turmoil in your life. They're yeah. difficult. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, deep down, I think one of the things I, you kind of get drilled into as a caseworker is, every parent wants to see their kids succeed yeah you know every every parent wants to see their kids succeed in in school it's just how are we going to help them right. get there you know so i think you know i kind of have a unique role at the school to you know not like not like i'm not a guidance counselor but just kind of being real talking about life with the kids mm-hmm. kind of helping them see what path is going to be their path to success because right. it's not always you know, getting ace in tests and, you know, being a, a oh, yeah. top student. Sometimes it's, you know, those trades and different absolutely. things like that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The trade schools are absolutely phenomenal because I'm getting ready to pay a plumber to come over and fix something in my sink that I should be able <laughs> to easily fix. But, uh, but yeah. you know, I'm going to call someone who has a skill that I'm going to pay them for their skill too, and that's not a bad thing. God yeah. bless them. But, for sure. Uh, so we finished up the program. Thanks for sharing all that. Uh, we're going to throw some bantering at you with a no Miranda zone. All right. You talked about the Constitution the other day. You know, Miranda says you have a right to remain silent. I'm the sheriff. You don't have the right to remain silent. So let's just cut right to the chase. I know you're a Bills fan. Oh, did you watch the game last night? Yes, I did. Yeah. Three interceptions. So, oh, Josh Allen looked like a rookie, didn't he? I'm like, what is this? Oh, so, so are you still this day a Josh Allen fan? Oh, yeah, of, of course. course. Of course. I mean. I can't believe the banter going on social media. Like, oh, don't be a Bills fan. Stop. They lost one game. It's one game. It was a great defense. Um, I mean, we, we talked about this a lot this morning. I mean, I was not I was not, not in a happy. great mood. Yeah, no, no. like I'm up late watching the game. Yeah, for goes to overtime, and it's just he looked. I don't want to say like a, a rookie, but a lot of rookie mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I he's he's still a great quarterback. He's a great quarterback. And, and the rest of the season will bear that out. So yeah, and it's, I go to maybe the glass half full, but I went to bed saying, "Well, that sucked." First of all, yeah, I went to bed yeah. miserable like you did, uh, but. He's smart enough, and the team's smart enough to play off this and motivate the hell. And when you get that guy motivated Figure and firing, but I seen Coach McDermott you know, on the side telling him, you know, "Think, think," you know. So yeah, he's a, he's a he's a bull in a china shop, and that's what we like about him too, you know. So when he's doing it well, we like it. When he's not, but uh, so yeah, yeah absolutely. It came back to bite him yesterday, yeah, yeah. but it's a long season. So what? Uh, going back with the no Miranda, and you got to answer my questions. What's your favorite book? What what book? Have, and you can't throw out the Bible. I know you're a Christian, so that'd be an easy answer. So, <laughs> so how about I, the favorite book in the Bible? Uh, favorite book in the Bible? Yeah. Book of Romans. Yeah. yeah Interesting. A lot of, lot of practical uh, life, life advice. Yeah, life yeah. advice. So that's good. I find myself probably quoting from Book of Romans more than, Interesting. than most books. Yeah, that's good. And then you're going to mention another book outside the So uh, I really like the Hunger Games, but, man, I, I don't know if you saw The Terminal List. Mm-hmm. Great uh, really? miniseries. Yeah. You could, uh, yeah, watch on on TV. Um, Chris Pratt's lead actor, awesome. So I, I started reading that book. Okay, and I love it. It's, yeah. a, it's a Navy SEALs. That's so phenomenal. Yeah. So you, you got to watch it though. It's yeah. it's great, and I I enjoy that. It's uh, fictional, but what's it showing on? 
Oh gosh, I don't know. Maybe I don't. Yeah, it was on a, a streaming app. Streaming app so yeah. definitely binged it in yeah. like three days, probably. I remember first hearing this binge it's watching like, thing. I'm like, who yeah. does that? Why would you ever do that? And I was like, me and my wife quite often do it now. Like, let's just binge the heck out of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's see how many we can get in. That's good. And uh, three girls, a bride. If you guys are going on vacation, where's that going to be? Where, where's the family vacation? So we do two basic family vacations, I'd say. Um, we've done Disney a couple times. Right. So I, I know, I mean, we're we're busy people. We're ride riders, so we enjoy the uh, busyness of Disney. I think a lot of people, you know, that might be what they don't like about right. it. Um, so we've done that a few times. Um, Universal, so if we go down there, we'll Haven't do done Disney that and Universal. Yeah. Um, and then we'd, we'll do beach vacations. Oh, really? But yeah, with the cousins. So I think, uh, you know, as much as it costs to go to Disney and how tragic that is, my daughters love vacationing with the family, That's doing good. the beach vacations. So we've done, like, Myrtle, uh, Wildwood, New Jersey. We've yeah. done that, that a couple times. So th- those are good. And I'm going to – I'm not to set you up here, but I know your personality. You're, you're, you're a beach guy. You can go sit and sunbathe for – no, 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 no. I, I'm in the water, riding the waves, yeah, boogie, yeah. Boarding. boogie boarding. Um, we took spike ball to the beach with us yeah, yeah. last summer. Tournaments? Yeah, so did a lot uh, of spike ball. Yeah, you got to move. I can't, I can't sit on the beach. Yeah. It's never going to be me. Yeah, I can do that for like a, a short time. But, I mean, I, I had the book Terminal List, and I, I did read that yeah. a little bit. So that's cool. Vacation. Sit on the beach and do a little bit of reading, but not, not too much. Well, Derek, thanks um, for coming in. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for what you do at Churchville. Thanks for the coffee mug. A lot of thanks here. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being a great Christian welcome, dude too, absolutely. and, and behind that badge, and a great father, and, and and a husband. And I hope people appreciate the SRO a little bit more. Understand what an SRO when they hear that term, they understand what these guys and gals are actually doing for a living, and and yeah. uh, how important it is. So thanks for sharing all that. Appreciate it. Absolutely, I believe in the job. I was I was glad to to come and have the conversation with you about it. Um, okay. So thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. To next week, folks, be safe.